regular, regular features. A regular, regular, regular features. A regular, regular, regular features. A regular features of Hello and welcome to the supermarket. First aisle, veggies as normal. And to the left of that, there's like the home bit with a bit of clothes. And second aisle though, what's in here? Features? I've never been to a supermarket whose second aisle is just features and every little tag on the top says features, 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 where it would normally say rice, grains, pasta. It just says Excuse me, features. sir, can I help you with anything today? Yes. Uh, I think I want features. Well, you've come to the right place. Hey, I've just read your name tag and it says Stephen Hogarty. The best guy on the podcast. That's me, all right. I made the badge myself yesterday. Do you take a club card? <laughs> Sorry, there's a car horn beeping outside. Oh my god, that's I really better go thrown see off. what that's about. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's yes handed the car horn. <laughs> We're so good at improv. Shit. <laughs> Can you imagine if. They just stopped SNL because someone heard a car. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's a siren. Sorry, guys. Weekend update is off. Yeah, we're not doing that bit now. No way, says Bill Hader. I can't work under these conditions. I'm going to go and make Barry, a show everyone seems to like. And yet I've forgotten every element of season one and have never gone back. Who is you, Joe? Me? I'm a humble shopper looking for features, but I've brought my own. Uh, it's kind of like a, I'm returning a feature. <laughs> it's defective, and it's about me having a dream and then expanding on said dream. Um, you didn't say what your name is. That's... I said Joe, didn't I? Yeah, but what's your full name? What if I had to Google you? Joseph Valerian Scrabbles. Great. The comedy now... name from the East. Have you got a LinkedIn? Yeah. Great. My feature this week is um, I tried to do a Gav. I tried to oh, be yeah. um, rude to strangers on the on the internet for comedy points. How did it go? Didn't go as well as I would have liked. There's definitely an artistry to it that I lack. I've heard the feature and I think it went really well actually. And you'll just have to find out and decide for yourself and vote on our huge voting board for the local regular features elections. A new improv. <laughs> First on the chopping block is MP for. Features South. This feature. Somebody once told me my gums will keep on growing. I need the sharpest tool in the shed to trim off my excess gums before my teeth are overrun. I've got gums growing up to my forehead. Well, your gums start growing and they don't stop growing. Take over your mouth and your teeth stop showing. Didn't make sense and it ain't much fun. Your brain gets smart, but your head gets gum. And now it's time for Steve's regular feature, Steve and the dog urine. <laughs> not, not the, I said that like, and the horse you rode in on. <laughs> dog piss. Steve Hogarty and the dog urine on. <laughs> Gav's not here this week. No. But I thought I'd try and bring a bit of Gav energy to the episode and do a Gav feature. Shit. Uh, it turns out I'm not very good at it. Yeah, I've tried that a couple of times. Yeah, it's <laughs> really difficult. The same thing. <laughs> if you're unfamiliar with what a Gav feature, a classic Gav feature is, it's when he abuses strangers mm. 
over social media or on Facebook. You'll find a nice fan page, and you'll find deserving strangers and uh, torment them with his silliness. Imagine the most embarrassing thing that keeps you up at night, and then someone else doing that on purpose. <laughs> That's a gaff feature. That's a gaff feature. I was looking after Coco. Oh, yeah. And uh, I was You walking... haven't been emailing her bullshit, have you? <laughs> no. Coco, Coco is innocent in all of this. Mm-hmm. She comes out and clean. Or, or does she? Well, we're going to find <laughs> yeah, out. The title of this feature very much implies <laughs> that's not the case. Uh, tell me what you think about, about this social interaction that I had while walking Coco down the street. Mm. She, like all dogs, wheeze. Yep. She wheeze every fucking 10 steps. She is a master. I don't know how she meets it out. Like mm. She manages to have drops left by the end of the walk. So she knows how long the walk's going to be, and she'll just deposit a couple of milligrams, milliliters of dog urine. Microdosing. <laughs> yeah. She's very good at it. Anyway, um, a man stopped me, and he's like, mate, that's someone fucking doorstep. And I was like, oh, it's She's not done a shit. She's just doing a wee. It's mm. like, yeah, but how would you like it if I pissed on your house? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I can't stop. I can't tell her where to wee. That's She's marking the, her territory. That's the using Hitler to end an argument of dog piss. Just and going she, straight to, I'm going to piss on your house. Weeks later, on the popular uh, local social networking, nextdoor.com.co.uk, Uh, I saw a post by someone saying, and I quote from Oscar, saying, Walking to work this morning, I saw a guy allow his dog to urinate on someone's doorstep. I told him he was an absolute disgrace. Honestly, it's unbelievable. Wow. Now, I don't know if that was the guy, because he said it was this morning, Mm. and it, it had been weeks since then. But he could be the kind of person who holds on to the grudge and goes, I'm going to put this on Bucky next door now. It's still winding me up. Or he's just telling everyone off. Yeah. Like he's a serial weirdo. I replied, think this was me and my dog. When you gotta go, you gotta go. Have some <laughs> compassion and be kinder. And then the little prey emoji. Yes. See, I've gone full love. I'm going to yeah. love bomb uh, these gonna people. love bomb Oscar the piss hanger. <laughs> yeah. Nadia chimes in. She says, no excuse. Go offer to clean it, you lemon. Wow. There's no no way he would allow it on his own house. I said, yeah, I would. And the rain will have washed it away if it hadn't already evaporated by then. No harm done by a bit of wee and nothing disgusting about it. John says, dude, your comment doesn't make no sense. Your dog peed on someone's doorstep and you're asking for compassion? You must have a different idea of love and caring. <laughs> There's this many people who disagree with a little bit of tasty dog piss. This was the most popular post on Nextdoor for weeks. Oh my god. Peter says, have you lost your mind? I hate pet owners. They value animals more than humans. How would you like it if I took a leak on your doorstep? Here we go. <laughs> I said, behave yourself, Peter. Dog- <laughs> That's going to calm him down. 
Dogs might lack self-control, but we can choose to be understanding and decent to our neighbours. I'm imagining you dressed in full Mary Poppins outfit. You've got a real governess tone. <laughs> um, Reese doesn't like when I when I act up on the internet because he's got a very low sort of cringe threshold. Mm-hmm. And he was like, "Are you trolling people on next door?" And I honestly said, "I don't know. <laughs> I can't I, tell if what I'm doing counts as that." That's a good point. Have you created a burner for this? Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. 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 What's your burner name? <laughs> It's very similar to my own name, but if someone tried to look me up to find me and get me, they couldn't. <laughs> Is it Steve Doggerty? Shh. No. <laughs> Pauline says, Not all pet owners behave in that manner. I certainly would not let my dog urinate on someone's doorstep. Please don't hate on all pet owners, little love oh, heart. Schism. Like, oh, come on, Pauline. Peter says, and to, be, to Peter's credit, he says, I do apologize for generalizing. Pauline, you're correct. You sound pleasant. Pauline says, I accept your apology, Peter, and thank you. Isn't that a lovely interaction? Wow. This is the future of social media. I thought that was great. But I hate them both. (laughs) Mel chimes in. That's disgusting to let your dog pee on someone's door. Can't, Can't imagine what your dog does at home. What? That doesn't make I said, my dog doesn't pee at home. He holds it in until we go on our walks. Then it's, in quotes, open season, as it were. (laughs) As if the quotes didn't imply it, as it were. (laughs) Oscar comes back, right on someone's doorstep, mate. I said, do you know much about dogs? You can't tell them to hold it in until they get to a tree. Ha ha, cry laugh emoji. (laughs) It's natural and harmless. She's marking her territory. That is a can of worms, the territory. Unfortunately, that doesn't go. I kind of wanted to get into like a legal argument with people. Mm. And you'll, you'll see. I own my... your house now. <laughs> yeah. Alex says, "What a disgrace of a man!" And I want to. <laughs> I conclude this because it just made me crack up when I read it. What a disgrace of a man! And I want to take this chance to apologise to absolutely nobody. Oh wow! <laughs> Back to ground zero. Mark says, "I see people letting their dogs pee up my pee up my plant pots all the time. I glare at them, and they quickly pull dog away. They just do not respect people." <laughs> glare at them. Glare at them. <laughs> Imagine that. You look up, and there's just the fucking <laughs> like it follows standing in the window. Yeah. I said it wasn't on the door or on a plant pot. It was on the public footpath outside the door, which the dog is legally entitled to use. Fran says, the dog's not legally entitled to anything. Wow. (laughs) I reply, my dog is. Oh, here we go. (laughs) Uh, Sharon chimes in with a, don't have a dog. My staffy died six weeks ago, which is kind of sad. Oh my God. Sorry, Sharon. Dennis says, a petty whinge that you have a go at a man who has a dog that needs to wee, (gasps) which can be easily washed away, and a dog will go when it needs to. But you didn't comment on the article with photo of a woman having a dump in the middle of an aisle of a supermarket a few weeks ago. (laughs) It sounds like a ably retentive comment, and maybe you're not sure of your priorities when it comes to dog versus human expelling their waste products. But that's just my thoughts on the matter. And of course, no offence intended. Last thought, maybe the dog should be put down. Oh my god! (laughs) It really takes a turn at the end. I feel like that's someone else doing a podcast. (laughs) 
Catherine says, if you were to complain about someone not cleaning their dog's poop, the frustration would be totally understandable. But in this case, just give it an hour and the urine is gone. Dog's <laughs> urination cannot be controlled. Raz says, you little dosser. How would you like it if I came round your house and urinated on your doorstep? Uh, I reported Raz to next door for threatening behavior. <laughs> But not the first guy that did it. No. <laughs> it's because of the. It's not because of the threat to piss on your house. It was because he called you a dosser. Yes. <laughs> Didn't like it. Not a dosser. Uh, George says there is a war in Sudan and Ukraine. Our NHS is at breaking point. Our police force is peppered with racism and misogyny, <laughs> and we are worried about a few milligrams of. I assume dog piss. <laughs> he just died halfway <laughs> yeah. through. Uh, Nadia comes back with the Zionists started a coup in Sudan. Oh my god! Like they have done literally all over the world. Fuck's sake, Nadia! Jesus Christ! I didn't realize next door got into full brain wrong Reddit. <laughs> oh yeah, it's crazy. Raz comes back. He's feeling sore because he's clearly got a message from next door saying, "Stop bullying Steve." Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. He says, be careful, everyone. Steve's going to report you for being threatening, apparently, when he has no regard for people's well-being, no better than the trash that's spit in the streets. I reply publicly to him, happy to have a grown-up discussion about dogs weeing, but there's no need to threaten to come to my address and pee star 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 on me. That's out of order, Raz. <laughs> then I DM him. I said, if you ever come near me and my dog, I'll break your fucking legs. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh... <laughs> Tell me, how much did you laugh when you first had the thought to do that? And how much more did you laugh after you pressed send? <laughs> Quite a bit. <laughs> um, and then, then the app stopped working for me. Oh, um, weird. I couldn't log in anymore. That's so strange. I think, yeah, some sort of glitch, I think, happened. <laughs> yeah. So that got to be banned from next door, threatening to Fucking break someone. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. Oh. Wow. Well, yeah, so I'm not as good at doing that as Gav is. I don't I think. know. I think you've got a different technique. Yeah. You lull them into, it's like rope-a-dope. <laughs> you lull them into a false sense of security and then... I'm going to fucking murder your mum. <laughs> Be more like, uh, who is it? Pauline and Peter, who um, reconciled their differences and apologised to one another and behaved in a civil way. I'd love to know in the... I think we did this once with putting dog poop in people's black bins. Yes. Gav... What's, what's the beehive's opinion on dog piss on your doorstep? <laughs> the popular song from the 1960s. <laughs> Uh, I'd yeah, love let us to know, know. Let us know on the Discord. Uh, Patreon.com forward slash regular features. Help us out. Donate an amount of your choosing. Two pounds gets you into the Discord where you can talk about dog piss. Yay or nay? This isn't the end of the episode. I know we usually do this <laughs> at the end. There's a whole other feature. But I'm just really interested. Because there's way more. I like it when dogs piss everywhere. Because <laughs> I think they're having a grand old time. Like they're creating a sort of special neural network for all the other dogs. Right. I always describe it as the internet for dogs. It is. It's the their version of, of Twitter. Yeah. And these people are on next, so they should they should appreciate the value of a uh, a local social network. 
And to that's be what fair, dog piss is. We don't know what those pisses say. They could be just as furious as next door. Like Coco's piss on that guy's doorstep might be, I'll break your fucking legs. Or it could be about the Zionists in Sudan. Yeah. I don't want to I don't want to tar tar her with that brush. Also, am I right in thinking Coco does that handstand wee? Yes. She stands on her front two legs and does a little handstand while she pisses. How the fuck? you look at a dog do that and your first thought is i need to protect that guy's doorstep and not i need to get to the circus as soon as possible because that <laughs> looks cool <laughs> well you see a dog doing a handstand and you think i need to get to the circus yeah i need to see a trapeze act as soon as i can because <laughs> i've got the spirit of acrobatics in my head now <laughs> I cannot fault that logic. Exactly. Yeah, as soon as I see it, my brain's just going... It's great. You're Googling the nearest big top. Yeah, where's Zippo? I was just... Just pop into a corner shop before we recorded this, mm-hmm. and I want to tell you how hot my warm is. <laughs> um, <laughs> I walked up to the door of this corner shop, and it's like a glass door, and I saw these four ladies standing on one side of the shop. All it looked like they were all talking in unison, like a Greek chorus, like a chorus. And then, as I got closer, I saw an old man standing looking at them, and I was like. Is he like? Is this like a choir practice in the middle of the shop, like in the door, like a londis? Yeah. And then I walked in, and they were all singing "Happy Birthday" to this old man. And then, as I walked in, they were going to you and started clapping. So as I walked in, I started clapping. Oh. And then this lady turned around to me and just looked me dead in the eye and went hip hip. <laughs> <laughs> and I just went hooray. <laughs> <laughs> it was a really powerfully aggressive thing to do to a stranger, but all in service of the happiness of this old man. Oh. And then she bought him some revels, and she was the proprietress. That's... So she lost money buying an old man revels. But she made a friend in you. And then she secretly bought his milk and a packet of polos as well that he actually wanted. That's um, cla- That's classy. That's classy. And he tried to pay, and she was like, what are you paying for? Uh, and then behind him, I just chanced my arm and went, it's my birthday as well. <laughs> I had like two bottles of wine. <laughs> Seven crates of Cabernet. <laughs> yeah, I've got a lot of 19 crimes to buy. Um, it didn't work. But she was very nice. She found it funny. What's the nicest thing that's ever happened to you in a corner shop? I, well, I was in a corner shop earlier today as well. Yeah. And... I went to pick up a four-pack of Cronenberg 1664. Nice. And uh, it fell over. And it it tipped over. I think the, the, the thing was broken, so it wasn't my fault. What, the, the uh, turtle killer? The little, um, no, the cardboard turtle killer. God, oh. if they had plastic rings, it wouldn't be in this bloody mess. But this exactly. woke nonsense. Because we it, all know that the point of those is they're so so very tight they can crush any neck of an amphibian 
Right, you get those pictures of a turtle who grew up inside a ring, mm. and he's a fi- he's an hourglass figure because he's <laughs> got this beautiful, beautiful, <laughs> beautiful yeah. shell now. And all the beer company guys are looking at it like, we did a fucking good job. We did. <laughs> Let's get this on a bottlenose dolphin stand. <laughs> yeah, it won't be so bottlenosed after that. It looked like a fucking little creepy hourglass nosed dolphin. <laughs> They can they can burst in a really f- like funny way. It was like what a, turtles? Uh, no, so the Cronenberg can that fell oh. over in the Londos. It broke in a really funny way. Uh, how do I describe? It's like a pinprick hole mm-hmm. uh, appeared in the side of the can, and it started spraying out a fine Cronenberg mist. <laughs> you just shotgunned a Cronenberg <laughs> to no one. <laughs> it was such a small. It wasn't like leaking in a dramatic way. It was just. Emitting like in a when you do a, a charity 10k and they've got those misters to yes, keep you cool, exactly like that. <laughs> or you go to like a real high end Whole Foods and mm. they uh, they're spraying that mist on all the veg. Um, I picked it up, but I brought it to the man in London and it's like, Look what's happening to this! <laughs> and he was like, <laughs> Someone's <laughs> gotta know. <laughs> He's have like, you, Have you got special beer tapes? <laughs> Yeah, what's that the big sticker that you slap on leaks to make them? Oh I've yeah, only, I've like, only ever seen it used in memes. Yeah, but exactly. I'm, I'm... In that one meme of the guy stopping a leak. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know the exact one. <laughs> well, he just shouted at me to take it outside, and it's like I could I could nick that if I wanted to, but I left it out. I just put it outside and went back and bought some non-perforated Cronenberg. Just an alcoholic man walking by being like, does this count? I've been sober for this long. But does a mist count? You can't get drunk on mist. I'm not drinking it. It's a gas. I'm drinking my air. It's just soaking into my skin. Mm. Making me all sticky. That hoppy perfume that I love so much. Oh Well, that started as you saying... It was a nice thing that happened, or implying it. And then it was just a man shouting at you about a mist. Yeah, I, yeah, I think the mist, the, the sight of the of the beer mist coming out of the can, I felt was nice. I thought, this is fun. This is a fun experience. <laughs> Look at us with semi-notable experiences in corner shops on the same day. Wow. <laughs> Yet more feature synchronicity. <laughs> Low grade, I'll give you, mm. but... Impressive, nonetheless. Yeah. Was that you drinking Cronenberg 1664? It is. Yes, I am drinking Cronenberg 1664. On a Tuesday night. I know, I've got a little... Well, I bought wine, so I've got wine. (laughs) Check us out. us. We're doing it. It's a special day. (laughs) (laughs) Regular features, come on! Steve, where do you fall on the debate about whether it's fun and interesting to talk about your own dreams? Famously, they are the most tedious stories to listen to, but disagree. Willing to have my mind changed. Well, A, I just want to say. I love listening to people's dreams, genuinely. I wish there were podcasts about it, but it's socially unacceptable for some reason. B, what if I was to say that this feature is about what wasn't in my dream last night? Where does that fall on the old shitter meter? Right down the middle, because double negatives confuse me. 
I'll start by telling you a bit about my dream, but then I promise I'll stop. I had a dream last night, one of several in a very odd and disturbed night, where I was plucked from obscurity and was chosen to co-star in a two-man adaptation of the video game Red Dead Redemption 2, (laughs) which had been repurposed for London's West End. This is already brilliant. Yeah. Um, I don't know what theatre it was. I think it was probably the Lyceum, because it's got the best name. (laughs) I love the Lyceum. It sounds like where lions go to a coliseum. It they, does, does it? Yeah. And I and think the watch... Lion King is on that, the Lyceum. It, yeah. yeah. Shit. That's definitely why I think that. If you're not familiar with Red Dead Redemption 2, this is just a quick primer. It's an elegiac tale of the death of the Old West told in beautifully beautiful allegory by one Arthur Morgan, an outlaw with a checkered past, a checkered bandana, and occasionally through minigames of checkers which you can choose to cheat at by quietly shooting the checkers when the opponent is distracted by a sex worker and shifting all the checkers into good positions. (laughs) But the thing is about Red Dead Redemption 2 that I can't square away, or I couldn't square away, is that it's a story told by interactions with dozens of characters across the entire scope of the Western United States. So how could it be adapted as a stage hander? (laughs) Two-hander! And I don't know, because my dream ended with the beauty of a real stage play just as the curtain rose for the first performance. That is so annoying. I know. Uh, I knew that press buzz was good. That's genuinely in my dream. (laughs) (laughs) Press buzz was good. (laughs) People were talking about this. So there there, there have been previews already? I guess. I... mm. Maybe it was more, you know, Just the cast was. Yeah, maybe was it was like up. the the uh, the trades were talking about it coming. Yeah, and I knew that my mum and dad were proud of me, but um, I never actually imagined the performance. And so what I did this afternoon. I delved deep into my subconscious mind through a complex process I call dreamscaping. <laughs> In which, actually, here we go. Here's a little cup synchronicity in which I do a handstand, drink fermented milk, and chant, Give me a dream, give me a dream, give me a dream. And I've emerged with a full script for Red Dead Redemption 2, the play, uh, that I'd like you to perform with me. There's two characters in this play, as I say. What are you wearing when you're dreamscaping? What am I wearing? Yeah. Uh, Skins, animal skins. Of course. But only on my top half. (laughs) Um, Yeah, there's two characters in there. Steve, I'd like you to play Arthur Morgan, the hero. And I'm going to play the nebulous spirit of the West. Arthur Morgan, orphan son of Beatrice and Lyle, child of the past, rebel against the future, I call to you. Like the sound of wind whistling past desert mesas. The song of the South, but not the racist one that's a log flume. And also, I'm in the West. Be my avatar. I humbly accept this mantle. Thank you. I was going to correct you on mantle, but you said it with a Y, which is exactly correct. (laughs) Thank you for accepting my mantle. You're welcome, actually. (laughs) That seems like something a a down-home guy would say. (laughs) You're welcome. 
Actually. Actually. <laughs> Before you embark upon your doomed but gorgeously metaphorical journey, do you have any questions for me? Yes. Speak, my boy. Allow me to furnish you with the answers that you seek, as if I were a fortune teller inside a really dark sort of rounded caravan thing on the outskirts of an outpost. Well, you know that phrase, rootin' tootin' that all the cowboys say? <laughs> you said rootin' tootin' like a mafia man. <laughs> supposed to be a cowboy man. <laughs> yeah, there's different rootin outlaws. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. You've got to say that a lot. <laughs> yes, as the spirit of the West, it's my favorite phrase, closely followed by son of a gun and my spurs got stuck in the porch. Well, what does it mean? What does rootin' tootin' mean? <laughs> now you're Geordie. <laughs> Leave my cowboy accent No, alone. I like it. Sorry, I'm just directing. Remember, this has come directly out of my brain, so I've got a very specific view. Well, rootin' tootin' is an exclamation of enthusiasm, but kind of with a boisterous air, like your naughty boy who's doing something cool, like shoot a gecko off an armadillo's ass. No, I know that, but what do the words actually mean? A root can toot, so what's it about? <laughs> I couldn't resist. Well, I mean, it, it rhymes, doesn't it? Well, that's hardly an answer. Isn't it? No. Isn't it? The fuck you going on about, Spirit of the West? Okay, jeez. You're more stuck on this than a scorpion with his tail stuck in the side of a piece of beef or an old log fire. Cooking up for the hunker down gang to eat with sides of grits and good stories. Don't try and dazzle me with your old time similes, Spirit of the West. I'm not doing any metaphorical stuff for you until you explain this. Not even if I summon a train full of gold bouillon to break down right next to us. And you steal the bouillon, but then you drop it in a well. Because for you, this game ain't about winning. It's about the thrill of the chase. You know, that spirit reminds me of the lone cougar on the mountaintop who discovers an oil prospector's well and... Stop doing similes! Whoa there, boy, don't get angry now, I'll tell you. Good, thank you, because it's really bothering me. Okay, here we go. So, you got a, like, a, a root, right? It's like a worm that's also an arm. But an arm with a with a mouth. Okay, okay. And a toot. Well, that's the sound of a bugle being played. And a, a bugle. Well, a bugle could be both things. It, you can play the last post for when your outlaw boy's been killed by Johnny Picketon, or it can play a rousing theme for when you're jigging after a hard day's buffalo fucking. <laughs> I don't see how these connect. Don't go interrupting. <laughs> don't go interrupting me now. <laughs> don't go interrupting now. I'm getting to it. So you put them together, right? Armworm and a mighty honk. And it's like, uh, it's like you're uh, drinking up that song, sucking it dry, like the, like the lonely desert succulent, eating what little Mother Earth gave her. Except it's the succulent that lives on. Toots. <laughs> if you cut it open in times of thirst, 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 <laughs> it plays a merry song indeed. You don't have a single fucking clue about what rootin' tootin' means, do ya? Yes, I do. 
I'm the spirit of the West. I know everything there is to know from the bayous to Baja. I'll run this place, boy. Okay, then, what's this? Well, that that's clearly a kind of a portable trumpet that one would use to signal your arrival at the camp. Fresh from hunting bucks, I'm ready to receive a hug from your outlaw uncle. It's a gun. A what? A gun. It's a six-shooter, a revolver. The lawman's kiss. Charlie Remington's last word. <laughs> a farewell contraption. God's chill dessert. A boom tube. The cowboy's dance partner. The Texas dick. What's... was it for? You literally said your second favorite phrase was son of a gun earlier. So? So I assumed you knew what a gun was. I don't even know what rootin' tootin' means. How would I know that? Aha, so you don't know what it means. Oh, uh, now hold up just a second. No, sorry, Spirit of the West, I'm calling bullshit on all of this. I don't think you're the quasi-spiritual metaphor for me. I'm giving you TB. What? 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 Yep, sorry, you got TB now. You'll be dead in about 40 hours worth of main missions. That feels like an overreaction. Oh, I'm reacting all right. I float all the way here from the prairies, where I was having a lovely time, by the way, just to see you and make you my avatar. And all I get is yap, 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 some fucking guy in a hat asking me about shit that don't matter when he could be out there drinking rye and giving me the ghost points I need to level up from spirit to demigod. I was trying to stay informed on the cowboy lifestyle and become a more able avatar for you. Oh, fuck off, you were. You're just trying to make me look stupid. Well, who's stupid now, cowboy man? You, because you got TB. You're going to start doing little coughs, then big coughs, and then your horse will die, and then you'll die. Well, I guess I'll just go then. Yeah, I think you better. Fuck off to that town. To that town. <laughs> fuck me. <laughs> I think you better fuck off to that town. I can't do it. And the game <laughs> called, called Strawberry or whatever. Okay, bye. Uh, I can't get up. Why? My spurs got stuck in the porch. Well, I guess I know what that phrase means now. I guess you do. <laughs> <laughs> You still got TB, though. Oh, fuck. I know I stand in line until you think you have the time to give a feature to me. And if we go someplace up and I know that there's a chance regular features will see. Well, that's it for this week's episode of the Regular Features Podcast. If you like the podcast, you can go to patreon.com forward slash regular features and help us out by donating an amount of your choosing per episode. For two pounds, you will gain access to the Beehive. That's the Regular Features Discord, Joe. Yeah. Where people are hanging out, and now, presumably, there is a heated debate happening about hot dog piss. 
Yeah. And if you don't want to be a part of that, then you might as well not listen to the podcast. <laughs> yeah. We don't <laughs> We don't know who you are. Exactly. You're no friend of ours. You also get your very own B name, Joe. You, yep. We what we do is we take your old human name, we stamp it into the mud and generate a new B name using like, advanced yeah. AI. It grows like a flower, yeah. ironically, that a bee would eat. As is my understanding of the process. Yeah. Joe, could you please give a B name to the following new patrons? Mm-hmm. And I, I don't mind um, tag-teaming the, these, because you're all, love all, you all by yourself. Because I hate doing this. <laughs> please give a B name to James Baraklof. The bee is the zebra of... The animal world. <laughs> you would think that the zebra was the zebra of the animal, but mm. no, it's actually the humble bee. A zebra is a kind of a cloud. <laughs> give me, give me George Turner. The Turner Prize for the best painting of a wasp. I was asking you to uh, to ask me to give George. Turner oh, a sorry, beating. you uh, sat but, back, but you you gave a fantastic one. The Turner Prize for the best <clears throat> painting of a wasp. Yeah. George Turner, that's yours. Steve, what if you were to give me a bee name for Andy Barrow? Beal Barrow. <laughs> that's, oh, that's really satisfying. It also sounds a bit like that old phone jacker character who said everything with a bee at the front. <laughs> it was my favourite phone jacker oh. character. Yeah, bar. Bar. Now here's one. What about Joe Meredith? Catastrophic hive event. <laughs> That's so chillingly non-specific. <laughs> have you watched uh have you watched Yellow Jackets season two? Yes. There's a catastrophic hive event in that. Is there? Is that a spoiler for this week's episode? No, it's from two or three weeks ago. Oh, There's a lady who has a vision of a hive full of blood. Oh, yeah. She's always imagining hives full of it's blood. It's a catastrophic hive event. That's the first thing I thought of when you said that. Well, what's the first thing you think of when I ask you for Louis Andrews' bee name? Too easy to say Louis the Fourbeenth. <laughs> no, because no one else would ever say that. <laughs> Should we do one more? Yeah, I'd love you to do one more, actually. And that final name will be Richard Carter. Oh, Carter. Didn't, didn't Carter... Write or produce the X-Files. Chris Carter did. Chris Carter. Carter also tricked the devil. Carter tricked the devil in the Bible? No, I think there's a book Outside or of the something Bible. called Carter Tricked the Devil. Is that real? Have I made up a book? Did you dream this? Maybe. Carter tricked the devil. God, I hope this is real. Carter beats the devil. Way Beat. less fun. It's got B in it. Hello! <laughs> no, let's not do Carter Beats the Devil. No. Because that's fucking weird. How hmm. about this, though? Have we done... I feel like this one's been done. Honey, 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 honey. Honey! <laughs> <laughs> it feels like it must have been, but I have no recollection of it at all. How's that not a jingle? What have we been doing? <laughs> I just quickly tried to... To search, do a control F on honey, 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 honey in a list of hundreds of bee names. And yeah. it, it turns out that's not a good way of finding a bee name. How many results did you get for the word honey in that? 40. Well, that's less than I thought. Fewer. Sorry. Uh, yeah. 
Maybe we need to do more honey ones. <laughs> We're really concentrating on getting B into these names when we could be. That's true, honey. yeah. Looking at um, Phil Cameron's <clears throat> Lights, Cameron, Honey. <laughs> <laughs> we are idiots. Uh, oh, one of my favorite ones, Daniel White's got Honey Roasted Dog Bob. That's good. I love Honey Chuggins as well. That's honey re- Chuggins. That's never leaving my head. Someone called Floppy Clock. Not the real name. I hate when they don't give their real human names. It's like sacrificing mm. a, a mannequin. <laughs> they got Tim S. Honey. So well done. Um, I don't think I even get that. Tim S. Honey. Yeah. I don't think that, I don't think there is anything to get. That's oh, just it's the, just uh, a fun non sequitur. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, floppy clock got what they deserved. <laughs> if you'd like your own B name, patreon.com forward slash regular features. Help us out. Help us do the podcast. Please. Just keep us in honey. Keep us in being able to go to a corner shop just before and having a magical experience. Mm, being hazed. Mm. by our bulls. <laughs> okay, we'll be back next week with another episode of the podcast. Bye. Bye. Regular features. Regular features. Regular features.